the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent, Beijing Doctor Douchebag, Crash Gladys, getting crash position, and Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming up, Freaks. What's going on, Freak Nation? Hopefully you're listening to us. More importantly, hopefully you're watching us either on Twitch, Facebook Live, our YouTube page, and midstream, Freak Nation. Watch this happen if you're watching us. Midstream. I'm putting on my YouTube glasses. Bam! Oh, man, you are a sexy son bitch. Yeah. You know, the, <laughs> I've got, I've got tri, what are they called? Trifo, uh, not sec, what are they called? Not trifocals. Uh-oh. What are they called? Uh, progressives. Progressive, yeah. And I, I've got it. If you're watching Not the on insurance, right? If you're watching on YouTube, I've got to do this because I've got like three different. These things are readers, so I get to just look directly into the camera to where I can see Statman's beautiful face and Richie's happy freaking forehead because his Rams won. Mm-hmm. And Crasher looking as beautiful as ever here in the freaking. Got Nation. my glasses on. I cannot wear contacts late into the night anymore. I just can't. So, right. ta-da, teacher look. That's hey, what happens man. when you keep waking up in the morning. <laughs> Seriously, uh, this is what we need got. to sleep in. Okay, but hold is, on, I'm hello. sorry, Kenny, but okay. I, I need to sleep in. But there was no sleep had this weekend, thanks to the 24 hours of Daytona. Zero. I had a few cat naps overnight last night, but that was it. And then, of course, I am having in the middle of one of my cat naps, and our daughter comes downstairs and literally pushes me as hard as she can on the couch. Wake up, mom! And I'm like. Huh, huh. And of course, the race is going off in the background. I'm like, wait a minute, what did I miss? Insanity. Well, well the, the good news is, Crasher, if you missed some of that race, we've got your winner coming mm-hmm. up, Simon Pagino, uh, part of a four-man team with Meyer Shank Racing, Simon Pagino, Indy 500 winner, IndyCar champion. And now, Daytona 24-hour winner, Simon Pagino, will be here in about eight or nine minutes. Also, Chase Sexton, who won San Diego 450 Supercross last weekend. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. Chase Elliott checking in post-Phoenix test in the next-gen car. He'll be here. And then Gar Robinson, who won in the LMP3 class for the Daytona 24-hour. and A dominant win. Oof. Yeah. Uh, Statman, we'll hear from these drivers about how the chilly weather <laughs> came into play. But frankly, watching the Daytona 24, uh, other than seeing people bundled up and dudes in ski masks and stuff, didn't look that damn cold to me, man. Oh, come. On. It never looks cold. I mean, I've seen it here where it's been brilliant sun, puffy clouds, and 15 below. So you never yeah. can tell by looking at something how cold it is. <laughs> it was cold last night. It was right around freezing for the race last night, one of the three coldest races ever. Right. Oh, really? We've been to some cold 24 hours of Daytona races, but yeah, I think this one definitely took the cake. We were not there this year, but wow, wow, wow. Just seeing Elio Castroneves look like Cheech 
with his, uh, who was that? <laughs> at Indy 44. <laughs> well, Matt Archuleta saying that on Twitter with right. when Elio would have his beanie on, he'd have it pulled over to like halfway down his eyes. And yeah, they did a side by side. NBC Sports did a side by side with Elio and Cheech Marin. And yeah, there you go. They, so they if he just, was, they were twinsies. If he was dressed like that in LA, he might've gotten pulled over and uh, who knows? He might've been climbing a wall for some other reason. Damn, Stat, you can email him at statnc at speedfreaks. When Crasher said the name Cheech, I automatically went, is that politically correct? <laughs> I did. That's. I mean, that's where we are. You, you, you say a word you haven't used in years. You think, oh, gosh, can I say Cheech? Cheech Marin? That's his name. <laughs> Seriously. Hello. It's a name. We need to stop being so sensitivo. Oh, boy. Uh, Swabby, we'll give you some credit before we get into um, resuming with some affiliates and Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes, my friend. But uh, congratulations, buddy. You're wearing the Rams uni, and the Rams pulled it off for, frankly, which I didn't think they were going to be able to uh, going into that third quarter. Yeah, they were down there in the fourth quarter by 10 points. I thought once that happened and San Francisco <laughs> scored that touchdown after L.A. went forward on fourth down, they blew it, did not get that that first down and Jimmy Garoppolo throws the perfect pass in the end zone. I thought the game was over at that point. I thought, oh crap, Niners are going to win this game like I expected them to do. And they didn't. And the Rams stars showed up and they showed up big. Right. Aaron Donald with the pressure at the at the very end of the game there, creating Jimmy Garoppolo to throw that ridiculous pass <laughs> right into the arms of the Rams defense. Thank you very much, Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm excited. This year's Super Bowl is going to be terrific. I think it's going to be a great matchup. And uh, I'm biased, but I think the Rams actually might win this thing. Why don't you go get a ticket, uh, Richie? It's only $8,500 face to go to the Super Bowl. Listen, you're going to be there next weekend, Richie, for the clash at the Coliseum. Just stay all week. It can't be that expensive in Los Angeles, the week of the Super Bowl. Just come on. Figure out a way to make it happen. All right, Freak Nation. We're going to resume with some affiliates here and uh, get right back into it with some Crash Gladys. Pit news and notes. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Welcoming in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Thank you guys for being a part of Speed Freaks. Your overall winner, one of the four drivers, Simon Pagano, from the Daytona 24, will be joining us in minutes. But first, Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Go to GeneralTire.com to find the right tire for your righteous ride. It's still wet out there, still snow and ice on the ground. Uh, Get yourself some new General Tires, the official tire of the Freak Nation. Crasher? Can you tell that Kenny does his General Tire reads from the hot and balmy area of Phoenix, Arizona? It's still cold out there. It's still snowy out there. Kenny, the... Northeast just got a big-ass bomb cyclone this weekend. <laughs> what? Oh, sorry. I live in Phoenix. Oh, you are so mean. Anyway, Gosh, let's get back to... it was cold this morning at 52. Oh, you are awful. All right, let's go. Let's get to the World Center of Racing. Daytona coming down to the final stint, and for some glasses, the final lap. Four-time Indy 500 champ Elio Castroneves has had quite the 12 months. Let's just put it that way. He started on this same weekend last year with his first overall win in the Rolex 24 Hours of Daytona then shocked the racing world with his fourth Indy 500 win in the month of May. And now here he is, standing on top of the Daytona podium as the overall winner again. Elio will be racing full-time in IndyCar this year as he is on his quest for hashtag 
one for the thumb, meaning another Indy 500 ring for his hand, a la Tom Brady style. But let's just enjoy him racking up those Rolex watches these days now, too. Heck, every win includes a fence climb to boot. Elio could not have driven across the start-finish line first without massive skills from his co-drivers, fellow Indy 500 winner Simon Pagano, who will join us in about five minutes, and full-time Shank IMSA pilots Tom Blomquist and Oliver Jarvis. It was a cold and unpredictable 24 hours, but it was well worth the overnight lack of sleep. I got to get the Supercross results. Please go to racer.com or speedsport.com for all the class information, including that amazing GTDP last lap finish. Across the country was Supercross in their West Coast swing still back in Anaheim for what turned out to be quite a tricky track. Even though Eli Tomac was the points leader, he had zero wins on the season to date. But that changed as he finally nabbed a decent start and then used a ton of patience to bide his time and set up his pass for the lead when it was fully necessary. Jason Anderson and Chase Sexton rounded out the 450 podium. In the 250s, it was Christian Craig with his third win in four races. But this week, not without a lot of back and forth, between him and him and last week's winner, Michael Mossaman. Mossaman finished second. Australia's Hunter Lawrence was third. More freaks coming up, babe. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. How about this, Freak Nation? No matter how big your car or truck is, nothing in your engine takes more abuse than its oil. But with Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer, your engine oil will last longer to do the job it was designed to do. Protect your engine and offer peak performance. Lucas Oil Heavy Duty Stabilizer, it eliminates dry starts, lowers engine temperatures, and prolongs the life of your oil up to 50%. Hey man, don't let your engine be caught dead without the protection and performance of Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. That's right, keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Now you can get generic Viagra shipped to your door for about $2 a pill. Get the same impact for less. Call Steel Man Pills now and get the same blue pill for about $2 a pill. Call now for the 50-pill special and save even more. Plus, get a free bonus. 800-993-1327. 800-993-1327. That's 800-993-1327. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil, it works. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. 
Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-756-8720. 800-756-8720. That's 800-756-8720. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. Simon Pagino, your overall winner for the Daytona 24-hour, joining us in the Lucas Oil Studios. And right now, he is uh, about to show us that congratulatory Rolex watch he's about to drop here in the Freak Nation. All right, let's see Let's see the unveiling, babe. Hey, Ray. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, because it's special when it comes out, you know? Yeah. Bam! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> there it is. How about that? Whoa. Beautiful. Unbelievable! Wow, that's it. That's it. <laughs> so we only get to see it. We only get the two <laughs> seconds to see it. We don't have too many seconds, or we'll too much for the three cool weeks. Is rare. Yeah. All right. There. Well, who's going to actually wear it, or is this going to go on your fireplace mantle as the actual trophy? I mean, what's what's going to happen to this watch? I have to give it some thoughts. <laughs> Haley has been trying. My wife, she's been trying to steal it already. I'm not even home yet. <laughs> I know, so, right? <laughs> so I'm going to have to think about that thoroughly tomorrow on the plane ride. <laughs> hey, Simon Pagino, your Daytona 24-hour winner, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Simon, talk about the cold, the the issue with being in a race car when it's below freezing. Was it a big deal for you and the rest of the Meyer Shank team? Okay, so I'm uh, originally from France, and in Europe, we do drive in uh, when it's really cold, and you go testing, we test in the winter, sometimes it snows, and when it snows, we go, we go on track, even with a Formula Seater, no problem. So when I was a kid, I learned that the best way to combat uh, cold weather and tingling toes is to put newspaper around your feet, Okay. (gasps) Yeah, because it blocks the uh, the whatever. Anyways, you understand. But mm-hmm. I thought if I crash and the car catches fire, it's a bad idea. Oh. So anyways, I found toe warmers. <laughs> so I used toe warmers for the entire 24 hours. It was so cold. You wow. did? Yeah. Oh, my yeah, gosh. That's so incredible. Cool. So yeah. did you and everybody else or at least the other drivers, Ollie, Elio? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I suggested they use the, the newspaper, but uh, <laughs> I used the toe warmers. <laughs> Whatever works. You guys are now the overall winners. That's all that matters. 60 in 60. That's perfect. Yes. I mean, what are the odds for my shake racing? First of all, it's uh, my first race with the team. Uh, they won 10 years ago. Uh, their first Daytona 24. We're number 60, and that was the 60th um, uh, version of the 24 hours. It's incredible. 60, 60 for 60. So very excited for the entire team. Obviously, you know, starting with a new team and starting on the right foot like this is always super important. But uh, the entire team did such a great job all weekend. Um, they managed the strategy really well. 
Well, you, you talk about managing the strategy, and frankly, Simon Pagano, your Daytona 24-hour winner, uh, beginning of the race, it didn't look like you guys were going to be around for 24 hours. You couldn't figure crap out. When when did the light <laughs> switch come on, bud? Yeah, um, you know, it's 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 difficult. You know, the this year, um, the series, the IMSA, they, they decided that we had to run a certain uh, tire pressure uh, level. And we were, everybody, every team were um, being checked live by IMSA. And if your tires were under a certain level of pressure, they would uh, pit you and have you do a drive-through. So um, that was a big penalty. So we started with the pressure a little bit too high, <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> just for safety reasons, uh, just so we wouldn't get caught and uh, just, just because we played the game. And then uh, as we went, we lowered lowered it to the right level and we were able to manage that tire pressure delta. But yeah, at the beginning, it was, uh, it was a bit of a shock for us. Simon Pagano, I go back with you all the way to when it was Simone. You were asking people to call you Simone instead of Simon. <laughs> well, I don't know who you heard that from, but that wasn't me. That wasn't you? All right. That must have been somebody else that won an IndyCar championship and won it Indy. Uh, so it's Rolex watch. Let's go back to that for a minute. You've raced at Le Mans. You've raced all over the world. Is there anything else that even comes close? I imagine you're going to be the hero among some of the guys on other paddocks when you go race. <laughs> well, obviously, <clears throat> winning Indianapolis was was a was my biggest dream as a kid, and and I never even thought it was going to be something possible. Uh, Daytona is is uh, is such a classic, you know. Even you know, we had some French reporters here that came all the way from France just to report on the race because the you know endurance racing is so big in France. Uh, obviously, that was a big race that I had on my hunting board. Um, but the 24 hours of Le Mans is another one, right? So um, after achieving what we achieved today, certainly the desire to go to Le Mans just, just suddenly grew uh, even more. Um, but obviously my priority at the moment is still, still to win more Indianapolis, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's, let's go a little deeper into that. Which is better, <laughs> a swig of milk at the winning for Indy or getting that Rolex on your wrist? Which is Which is better? Whoa, that is tough because uh, it's not politically correct. But um, <laughs> I would never let's put it in the right terms. I would never give away my little ring um, because uh, because to me you're the fastest man on earth for that whole year, right? Uh, it's Indianapolis 500. It's just to me, uh, it's just something special to it. That the speed, the history, and um, and the fact that that it's. Um, for a French guy to win that race is very special because we, we're just not, it's not our culture. So, uh, so I'm very proud of it. Yeah. You being the your... first one since Gaston, that's just crazy, crazy cool. Nine years. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it also helps to get your bust, your picture on a trophy that's going <laughs> to be there forever. Uh, you can, everybody's got a Rolex watch. Never age. Yeah. There never you age. Go. But you're always going <laughs> to be on that trophy. For the duration yeah. at the same age you are when you won the race. That's pretty cool. That's the disadvantage Helio is having because he's won four times and <laughs> he's having his face redone every time. So you can see he's aging where, you know, I've only won once. So 
at the moment, I'm not aging. Did you climb the fence with Alio when it was all over? I did. It was actually really cool. Uh, he said it. He said it to me. He said, "When the, if we win, when we win, let's climb the fence." I said, "Okay, climb the fence, Elio. If you say it, we're going to do it." And um, we were talking, we we're texting because obviously Elio was in second, I was in fourth, so we never saw each other during the race. But we we're texting each other to give each other tips on driving and how the car felt. And at one point, we were like, "Man, I think we have a shot. I really think we have a shot." And that was pretty early. Um, but we did climb the fence, and, and that was a really cool moment to uh, share that with him. Okay, that's interesting to me. You guys as teammates, as as co-drivers in the winning car, you guys never saw each other because of your driver placement throughout that 24 hours? You never saw each other throughout the 24 hours until the end? No, we, we didn't see each other for wow. 24 hours, which is a long time these days not to see Elio for 24 hours. <laughs> but uh, since we're teammates, we see each other every day, but... Uh, uh, we, yeah, we, we, we text and that's how we keep each other, um, each other, uh, informed on what, on the situation. But we did the same with the teammates with, with Tom, Tom and Oliver. We, we had a group text and, uh, made sure we were keeping each other informed on the situations. Well, yeah, part of that text. At night, I tell you, it was really tough at night on cold tires. It was, mm-hmm. it was so difficult. So every information you could get was helping. Well, part of your text, I think it was your last text, at least that I'm aware of to that driver group before the celebratory texts were bring me that Brazilian magic, baby. <laughs> Clearly that, that worked. <laughs> well, you know, Elio, Elio, he's just amazing under pressure. Um, and that's what he does. Uh, and that's what I'm, I admire so much with him is you put him under high pressure. He does better. So um, <clears throat> I was like, hey, man. Bring the Brazilian magic to the table. It's time. It's go time. And, uh, well, he did it. I mean, I tell you, I was more stressed than he was. It was horrible to watch. Oh. <laughs> horrible. Yeah, for all of you guys. Kenny, wasn't it Tom that said something like, I just have to go to the bathroom or I need to go to the toilet, but I can't or something yes. like that. All of you guys were stressed outside yes. of the car, not inside the car. Right. It's it's. it's it's actually way harder to be outside the track, outside the car. It's uh, it's very difficult to uh, hold your nerves, that's for sure. <laughs> How difficult was the change uh, for you guys, the, the the body differences? I mean, Elio's on a good day, he's four foot two. How much Stop. of a change was that for, for you guys getting in and out of that seat? Yes, we uh, actually, you know, we're laughing about this, but we're actually uh, pretty close to closing size. Uh, but it makes for a very difficult seat because everybody wants to be comfortable, right? And there's always going to be one guy that's less comfortable. So what we did is um, Jarvis, uh, because he's a full-time with Tom, the, he, did a, he did the base seat. And surprisingly enough, when I sat in it, I was like, okay, I can drive this. <clears throat> so I didn't have to make an insert. So our pit stop time were really quick because of that. Um, and that's why I was after Oliver. And then after me was uh, Tom. Mm. Tom would put his inserts, and Elio was using Tom's inserts. So that's why the the rotation was that way, and uh, it worked out really well. So what about Holy Tom? Smokes. Tom is uh, his dad is a former world champion rally uh, rally champion, and uh, he came back at night and put you guys with a chance to win. Are you giving him a little extra? Maybe a few seconds off of your time, off of your Rolex to uh, 
you can't rewind the clock. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, I tell you what, it's funny because I am I'm a big I'm a huge rally fan, and as we've discussed this many times. But after my uh, professional career, I want to go and and try to do the Monte Carlo rally. Um, that's a that's passion of mine. Ooh. Something I want to do. So uh, a bit like Jimmy Johnson is doing IndyCar uh, right now. I want to do the same with rally, and. We were discussing, and all of a sudden, I realized he was uh, he was Blomquist's son. Yeah, I was like, "Your dad, the rally champion?" He's like, "Yeah, it's my dad." <laughs> like what? <laughs> so I became a big fan that day. Yeah. Holy smokes! I'm- I don't wait. Hold on, though. I don't see you getting starstruck by very many people. Was that one of the first times you've been starstruck by a teammate or a teammate's parents? As you can see, I hide my emotions really well. Oh yeah, right. yeah. I, I, I get starstruck all the time, uh, but I yeah, I've been starstruck many times. I met Damon Hill, uh, you know, Formula One World Champion. I, I jumped to him and I said, "Damon, I love you." <laughs> I used to watch you on TV, and 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 Jacques Villeneuve was a teammate of mine. I used to watch him, and yeah, no, it's uh, you know, I'm I'm. I'm a racer at heart, but I'm a fan to start with. Originally, I just loved watching racing. I loved to go, and I just wanted to be a driver, but I never thought it was going to be possible. So I, I was a fan at first. Well, Simon, if my math serves me correctly, uh, your son Marley was born at, wasn't born when you won the 500, but, of course, was born for this Daytona 24-hour when um, you got to come on, you got to pull an Indy 500 win out now with uh, your baby boy being born, Big Dad. Oh, and then to go with what Statman was saying, then you chug the milk in victory lane with your wrist having a Rolex on it. And there's the best scenario. <laughs> you have to yeah. ring the Rolex well, and another the, swig of milk. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. As you gave me the idea that the Rolex might be his then. Uh, but... <laughs> I tell you, uh, I tell you what I said. Like that's one of the first thing I thought about after the race is how proud I was um, to have won this race and add that to the hunting board, and so my son can be proud of me later. That's uh, that's something that's becoming a big thing for me and giving me a lot of motivation. It is cool though to mm-hmm. see the sons and daughters of drivers via social media and how they do get so proud of their parents. It's it's really neat to see the evolution of them when they go from babies to actually understanding the sport and then getting into the into it themselves. It's it's awesome. I know it's uh <clears throat> well it's first of all the love the love is incredible and uh I tell you I can't wait to see what my son's going to become. Right. Aww. Well, where do you head off to now? Were you testing in Sebring with IndyCar? What, what's the next step for you now, bud? Well, first of all, we're going to go celebrate the yes. Daytona 24 uh, mm-hmm. win with the whole team. We, we're staying in Daytona tonight. We're going to celebrate it. And then, um, <clears throat> yeah, next test is uh, Sebring in uh, February 15, I believe, mm-hmm. with uh, with uh, with my Shank Racing team and Elio. So I look forward to that because that'll be our last test before St. Petersburg, end of February. Okay, hold on. This is I don't know if anybody knows this answer because you're driving the number 60 in IndyCar too, right? Correct. So has the same number car ever won both the 24 hours and the Indy 500 in the same year? I think you would know that better than I, me. Yeah, we got to yeah. look that up. No one heard. <laughs> we got to look that up. Hmm, just saying, just saying. So is the party going to be in Daytona or Daytona Beach? You're going to be out <laughs> on the you're going to be out on the sand or where? It's across the street. We're going to uh, Miller's Hale House. 
<laughs> if you want to join us, oh, you're more yeah. than welcome. <laughs> and then party back at your motorhome with the fireplace. One of the fireplaces. I right? mean, you know, mm. it's seriously, it's pretty nice. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if you can see, but I mean, look at this. Gorgeous, God. absolutely yeah. gorgeous. It's pretty cool. Man. You sure you're not in a townhome across the street? <laughs> well, it feels like a townhome. It feels like yeah. my townhome in Indianapolis when I, right. when I moved to the U.S. Jeez. Oh. Just a little bit nicer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. Hey, is, is it sacrilege for a French guy to have American wine after a race win? Oh, yeah. No, and no. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, a huge, um, I'm a huge Napa Cabernet wine. Um, mm. Huge fan. Huge fan. And, and actually the – you know, I, I'm into wine, so the the quality of the wine in the U.S. is quite impressive. Um, I must say the um, the weather helps, but the engineers that design the wine they, they do a really really good job. No, I'm serious; they, they do an wow. amazing job at keeping every bottle similar. Where uh, in the past in France it was a problem to find the right cork that would keep the wine um, uh, without air to huh. keep them all the same in every bottle. Holy smokes! There's your retirement yeah. plan. We saw Danica Patrick do it. We've seen yeah. Scott Pruitt do it. You need to just go buy some land in Napa. Your first wine would be Norman. Too late. Either too, too late. late, too expensive. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, there is that. Come on, Paginos <laughs> Pinot. Paginos Pinot. Ooh. What? Paginos Cab. Paginos Cab. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, that Why would not? be Norman. Yeah. Wine nut. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Marley's like Merlot. Marley's Merlot. There you go. Dang. Too. Yeah. Anything else you need? Just give me a call. Right. <laughs> Simon, uh, we're we're happy for you, buddy. I think you know that. Thanks yes, for thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate Absolutely. It. I'll see you after St. Pete, I guess. Yes. Look at that. Go wink, celebrate. Wink. <laughs> yeah. Wink, wink. See you, buddy. See you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio redefined. Oh, no. Life got in the way of the Rolex 24 this weekend, but I was able to focus on things I'll never forget. That GTD Pro flight in the last half hour was something to write home about. Two factory Porsche drivers battling in Porsches for the win with the checkered flag around the corner. You don't get better than that. The fender banging finally took out Lawrence Vantour, giving the win to Matthew Jaminet on the last lap of a 24-hour race. The drama was captivating. The battle for the overall win was nearly as close, but Alio Castroneves held off Ricky Taylor in the end. The victory gave Shank Racing the 60th Rolex 24 win to go along with the 50th win the team earned 10 years ago. Big disappointment, though, to lose the entire race behind so many paywalls. Had to have cable to see all but the start and finish. Then the overnight was behind another paywall on NBC's Peacock streaming service. What I think about that, frankly, isn't polite. Peace. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. All right, Speed Freaks, thank you guys for hanging out with us on a Sunday night from the Lucas Oil Studios 21 plus years. 22 years. This June. That's June. crazy. And that's crazy. As a show, we've graduated from college almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how old I was when we started the show. Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. 
Richie, 22 years ago, share with the Freak Nation. How old were you there, my friend? I got to do some math. Let's see. I it was, was the year 2000, so it's mm-hmm. all I was nine. Ah, nice. Yes. <laughs> if you're watching us on YouTube, Facebook Live, our Twitch feed, you can see that Richie, uh, he looks like he's 60, but he's damn near 60 years younger than most of us. So, so Richie... <laughs> Thank you for hanging out here in the Freak Nation. Coming up in about three minutes, no, excuse me, in about six minutes, Chase Sexton, who grabbed himself a 450 Supercross win last weekend in San Diego. And again, we're doing this thing live, not only on the Freak Radio Network, but of course on the Freak Video Network. (laughs) What are we going to call it? We've been a radio show for 22 years. The Mm -hmm. video element has come and gone, come and gone. Now, thanks to the pandemic, we're doing this on social media and- yeah, let's let's give it a name. Why can't it still be the Freak Nation? Yeah, it should just be that. That's true. Yeah. With the, with the, yeah, just hell, we're just the Freak Nation live with the Freak Nation. We don't even have to say radio t- unless I for the for the radio network. I've got to say radio from time to time to remind people that there are things we make reference to on our show that you see not too often, but if you're watching us live on YouTube, when, then we'll make reference to that from time to time. All right, good enough. All right. Gar Robinson, your LMP3 winner from the Daytona 24, will join us next hour. And Chase Elliott will be with us here in the second hour. Oh, my gosh. That seems like a year ago already. It was just three days ago when NASCAR was in our backyard in Phoenix at Phoenix Raceway. Their final test of the offseason before kicking into full-time gear at the Clash next weekend. What the heck? I feel like this 24 hours has just completely warped my brain. It's, it's a good warp, though. Well, I don't know if we should get into this because we've got about a minute and a half before we go to break. Uh, Statman, so you're now, you're the driver of the Cincinnati Bengals bandwagon. Is that true? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm driving the wagon. I'm stopping mm-hmm. every time I see somebody, inviting them on. Okay. You know, That's not, allowed? You're a Browns fan. Uh, well, not, not as long. If the, if the Bengals have Joe Burrow and the Browns okay. have Baker Mayfield, who would you cheer for? Oh, wow. All right. You're also an Ohio State fan, so I get it. Yeah, I'm a That's Buckeye. A very good point. I'm a Buckeye. See, you can mm-hmm. see the... You can see the... Yeah, where's that state of Ohio yeah, behind you? right there. there <laughs> yeah. All right. That's a that's a very good point, Statman. I could uh, I could, I could agree with you. Yeah, I mean, what, what, maybe we could uh, work some deal to swap even up Baker Mayfield for Doc Prescott. How do you like that? Would you, would you go for that? Jesus, what are you doing, doing man? You're <laughs> killing me here, bro. Or You're Matt killing Stafford. Me, bro. Or Matt Stafford. How about that, uh, Richie? Mm. <laughs> I'm not giving up Matt Stafford. He's oh, he's mine. I love him dearly. I don't even know who Jared Goff is anymore. That name has been erased from my memory. Yeah. Yeah, but hold on, Richie. You did not love Matt Stafford all season. He had three bad games, okay? <laughs> Had three bad games. I don't remember that time where I. Uh, hey guys, I look at the clock. Hey. We got. Hey, we got a break, you bastards. Oh, well, hey, Jesus. Fine. We're just I'm sorry. NASCAR, wow. sports cars, football. All whatever. right. Uh, back with Chase Sexton coming up. Speed freaks, motorsports radio redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS... 
to the Grabber ATX. No matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Transmissions are one of the most complicated and expensive components in your car or truck. Don't let leaks and low fluid make a bad situation even worse. Use Lucas Transmission Fix in your older car's transmission to stop slipping, hesitation, and rough shifting. Lucas Transmission Fix was specially formulated to make your automatic transmission perform like new, and it actually eliminates most leaks. It also works on light-duty manual transmissions to increase shifting ease and transmission life. Shift your problem to Lucas Transmission Fix. Lucas Oil. It works. Now you can get generic Viagra shipped to your door for about $2 a pill. Get the same impact for less. Call Steel Man Pills now and get the same blue pill for about $2 a pill. Call now for the 50-pill special and save even more. Plus, get a free bonus. 800-993-1327. 800-993-1327. That's 800-993-1327. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed. So there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. What up? It's Kenny Sargent. And have you checked out Speed Freaks' website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv. And it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. All right, Freak Nation, back in the Lucas Oil Studios. Coming up in moments, his name is Chase Sexton. We caught up with him earlier just as he... Now, stat was stat crash, was Chase Sexton waiting on his COVID test prior to oh, last right. night's race uh, Friday afternoon? Was that, was that what it was? Uh, yes. He was waiting on the results. Yeah, yeah, and he was he was in, sitting in his. They wouldn't let him in the stadium until the results came back, and he was negative or whatever they needed to be for him to get in. <laughs> so yeah, he did the old swab up the nostrils and doo, 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 was just waiting. Oh, might as well phone a freak, yeah. right? Let's just let's just get into it. Let's talk about my win in San Diego, yo. Well, but it's also a case of you, you, you look at you know what they're trying to do with Supercross, and many of these motorsports series stat crash are, are so careful uh, because of the ramifications that can happen if one of their riders or drivers tests positive. Yeah, and I don't know where you want to go with that, Kenny, because we could go down several different rabbit holes there. Especially- well, we don't need to do rabbit holes. It's just important that these guys uh, test negative. And I get that to a point. 
Sorry. Supercross winner. Go ahead. I know. I get that to a point. Go ahead. Go ahead and play the interview. I've, I've got many opinions on that. <laughs> so, yeah, I get what you're saying, but to a point. All right. So we caught up with Chase Sexton Friday afternoon again as he was waiting on the results from his COVID test. Yes, he uh, he did pass his COVID test. In fact, got him a three spot. It's Chase Sexton who got his first win in the 450s last weekend in San Diego. Sexton, Supercross winner from uh, San Diego, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And in all the interviews that I've seen post-race after San Diego, it, it, it's all centered around one thing. Again, you're relatively new to the 450 class. We know what you did in the 250s. You got your first win in the 450 class last weekend. But it's it's getting used to that damn bike, the 450. And Ricky Carmichael, back in the day when he was here in the Freak Nation, talked about the transition into the 450. And initially, and he admitted it on our show, Chase, it has scared the crap out of him, man. Uh, is it that big of a jump for you guys still from the 250 to to the 450 in Supercross specifically? Yeah, I mean, I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal until I actually went and raced the 450. Um, practicing and stuff, I was fine. But when it comes to race time, it's just a whole different thing. And you kind of forget about the difference between how much weight and how much power the 450 has. So it bit me a few times last year, as uh, everyone saw. And... Um, yeah, it's just difficult. It is. I mean, last year, my confidence with just riding was at a very, very low point because I was not norm, normally hitting the ground this much. So um, it definitely takes some to getting used to and kind of figuring out where you can push and where you can't compared to the 250 because it just has so much power and so much weight that it uh, it just everything happens faster. So for me, that was kind of the learning point and I'm still learning, but I definitely feel more comfortable on it this year. Where are your comfort points? Like, for instance, you said you had to learn how to or where you can push this bike a little harder or where you can't, where you need to let up a little bit. So where are those points? Are you better or maybe not as good yet in the whoops? Or are there certain turns that are better, some jumps? Which Where are you better on this 450? I would say that the whoops is the biggest thing because the 250 is so much, like I said, it's so much lighter and the suspension just, I feel like, works better on the 250. So the whoops is just... You have to be very, I guess, on point every time you go through the whoops in the 450 because that power, it's it's can skip out from underneath you. It can do a lot of things really fast. So that was probably my biggest learning point was the whoops. And um, this year, I feel like I'm better in them. And also, it comes along with testing and learning the bike and kind of just figuring out what works and what doesn't. So I think for this year, just the overall traction and then the whoops is the biggest part for me and um still learning like i said and it's been a good process though and i feel a lot like i said a lot more comfortable and been having fun with the team and just testing new stuff and learning ultimately so then chase how crazy is it that you learned so much every weekend last year in supercross and then motocross and then suddenly here come not suddenly but i'm saying it you know, with air quotes so to speak here comes san diego and then you made it look so easy. How yeah. weird is that? That every weekend is so difficult. Yet then when you win, it's like, well, that's how it's supposed to come together. It's funny because like that race was, I've had so much harder, like I've had way harder races than that and not hmm. got nearly the, res the result I got last weekend. So I think honestly, just putting all those pieces to the puzzle together and um, it obviously happened last weekend. So my starts have been good. Um, last weekend really just was more comfortable with the track and more comfortable on the bike. And ultimately that's what I think led me to a win. So, um, 
yeah, it's, it's really nice. And I just, it's a big weight lifted off my shoulders to finally break through and get that first win. And that was my goal from pre pre race press conferences. I always said, I just want to win a race this year and get that out of the way. So glad we got that. And now we can focus on uh, bigger and better goals. So Chase Sexton, winner in San Diego, in uh, rallying, they always say that it's or actually in car racing in general. They always say it's uh, hard to drive a fast, a slow car fast than it is to drive a fast car fast. Does that matter in motorcycles that it's harder to drive the two to ride the 250 fast than to get on the 450 and say everything works the same and it's it should be easier to drive it fast on a 450 that makes sense? um yeah so that like i said the 250 yeah. is just very um it's very easy to ride but yet you're lacking the horsepower so i think for the ceiling is definitely higher on the 450 like if you can figure it out and be able to hit your marks and do everything correctly i think the ceiling is higher and you can go faster on the 450. I feel like the 250, you're kind of limited because you are down on horsepower and it's just, it's a lot harder to go fast, I guess, on if you, if you're comfortable on the 450. So if you, if you're comfortable and you have more horsepower, obviously it's easier to go faster because it's easier to get out of the corners fast, easier to get through the whoops, um, as long as you're hitting your marks and stuff like that. But there's also a bigger price to pay if something goes wrong. So it's, uh, it's a, I guess I catch 22 and you kind of have to, I don't know. I've actually hopped on the 250 last week and I went to the woofs. I'm like, man, this is way easier. But when you get that, when you get, when you get it right on the 450 is better. It's just figuring that out and finding those, uh, finding those points where you can push. Have you seen the track, uh, layout for Anaheim two? that it's look at that. It looks like a cartoon chase. Uh, how do you, you have to sit there and go through that. It looks like something uh, Bugs Bunny or Daffy Duck would lay out uh, at Anaheim Stadium. Uh, how do you, do you learn from seeing this, or do you have to just get on the track and do it? Um, honestly, I don't really learn a whole bunch from looking at the track map because it always looks a certain way, and then when you actually go and walk it, it's different because they always either change a few things, tweak a few things after press day. Because I'm I'm actually going to ride the track here in about an hour, so. Um, it's always just different and like a track map can say one thing. And then it, when you actually get there, it's a different thing. So it looks very busy though. And very technical, which usually <laughs> the layout is what it, the layout is what it is. So, um, it just looks, it looks busy and, um, that should suit me. Cause I feel like the busier the track is the better I am. And there's two sets of loops. So that should be good. And, um, it's a big stadium. So the lap time should be long and we're doing minutes now, 20 minutes. So it's, I guess the less laps we do is the better, better it is for us. So the track is less broken down. So um, yeah, hopefully it's a good race and just hoping the lap time is pretty long. We're talking Chase, Chase Sexton. Sorry, Kenny. Sorry, Kenny. Yep. I had to, I was going to jump in there. Do Chase it. Sexton. And uh, I, I was looking through your, your team roster, not only between the four fifties and the two fifties. And I saw an interview with you as well, where you said that all of your teammates are not American. So you're the only American among the driver roster on your team. What's that like having two Aussies and a German and then yourself as an American? <laughs> it's, it's a little bit different because usually it's the Americans that overpower the, the foreigners usually here because 
especially because it's Supercross. Obviously, we race MXGP or MXGP overseas, it'd be the opposite. But it seems like we have more and more people coming over from like Australia, Germany, France, and wanting to race Supercross, which is cool for us is it gives us more diversity. And um, I think it's just cool to have different teammates and kind of see their culture and stuff like that. And I've actually come became pretty close with Kenny, which is he's from Germany, Germany and obviously Hunter and Jet, I've got to know they're from Australia. So I think it's cool. It's definitely different. I think I'm, it's probably the only team where the Americans are the minority, but uh, <laughs> no, it, it's cool. And like I said, it's just cool to see different cultures. Speaking of though, and speaking of MXGP, you retweeted Formula One. Are you a Formula One fan? Because you liked yeah. the news with Kimi Raikkonen becoming a team boss now for the Cowie MXGP team. Yeah, um, I've been watching F1, I think, since I've been to, I went to Austin, the Grand Prix there in 2018 and 2019 and then this last year. So I've been to that one three times um, and I've probably been watching it for like four years now. So I'm I'm a pretty big fan. Um, Kimmy was uh, I think he was the team owner of Ice One Husqvarna team yes. prior to this one. And then now he's, I think it's even a bigger role. And it's cool that he's that interested in motocross and it's cool to just have that cross platform a little bit. And, um, obviously it brings a lot to motocross having someone in like Kimmy, Kimmy being a, I think he's a team principal of Kawasaki mm-hmm. or something like that. So, um, but yeah, definitely a big fan of F1. It's just cool to see those two worlds come together. Awesome. Freak Nation, Chase Sexton, 450 pilot joining us here in the Freak Nation. And what we like to do is check into the cities where cats like yourself were born. How do you pronounce, is it Le, Le Moye, Illinois? How do you pronounce it? Lemoyle, Lemoyle, Illinois, oh, Jesus. yeah. I tried to go French, and it's as it's, it's damn as American as you. Lemoyle, <laughs> Everyone butchers that, uh, that name, so you, you're not the first one. Hey, look, Chase, your town doesn't have a famous person in it except for you, yes, man. It doesn't what? have one person that says, you know, but. So-and-so from Major League Baseball or the NBA. It's not one yeah. damn person except for you from Lamoille in Illinois. Yeah. Yeah, well, my town, we have 750, uh, I think, for the population. So that's that's very small. So it's <laughs> it's definitely slim picking coming out of there. But, yeah, I think my middle school had 120 people, and the high school had 110 maybe total. Uh, so geez. It's, uh, it's very small. I think we had we had one gas station – um, a post office, maybe one mm. restaurant, which is like a bar kind of, and that's, that's about it. So, um, <laughs> definitely a very small town, but I, uh, I couldn't, I love living there. It's, that's kind of my roots and, uh, I love going back there every year too. Okay. So, so how does a dude come from Lamoille? I can't even say it. Lamoille, Illinois, yeah, there, there all right, and yeah. end up, end up winning a supercross race in San Diego. Where, where there's a gap there, bro, Ham. It's not like you're in Florida or you're in Texas. You're in a hotbed or Southern California hotbed of motorsports, bro. How do you, how in the hell do you go from there to winning at San Diego? Uh, I guess just when I started racing, I, I grew up racing tracks around where I was from. And uh, it's actually the Midwest is a pretty big uh, yeah. say, motocross and industry. We have a really good, like I guess, racing crew that races around there. We had big turnouts at our local races. And from there, I just kind of, I guess, grew into me going to amateur nationals, racing Loretta Lynn's, all the big races, and obviously earning a factory ride, and then kind of took me to the pro ranks. And uh, that's kind of the short version of the story, because mm-hmm. a lot of stuff happened in between 
me starting racing and getting to where I was last weekend. So, but yeah, just, I think just the progress of, like I said, racing amateur nationals, getting a factory ride, racing the 250 class. And then now to where I'm at now, it's, it's pretty cool story. Um, obviously it's not normal for people, especially from the Midwest in this industry to come out and, um, be successful. So I think it's cool. I think Mark Barnett was the only one that's won a supercross race out of Illinois, which is, it's cool to see. And, um, yeah, just a few people, but it's, uh, I wouldn't change it. Cause I, like I said, my roots run pretty deep in me and, uh, I was surrounded by cornfields growing up, which is yes. a lot different than San Diego. It is when, true. The Midwest it mostly goes towards car racing because there's no mountains. There's really no place to practice your craft, uh, whether it's outdoor motocross or something along those lines. So, yeah, it is cool to see. But how quickly Kenny has forgotten about the Mike LaRoccos of the world. Hello. He was from Indiana. I just said Lamoille. I didn't say anything else. I said Lamoille. He had a hundred damn people within a seventeen mile radius. You said Midwest. I, I didn't. He did. <laughs> I said Midwest actually, but yeah. I mean, we, like Mike Larocco. I think Jeff Emick was from Missouri. Oh yeah. yes. I, I wanted yeah. So there was there was definitely some people that came out of the Midwest, but Illinois. Was, I think it was just Mark Barnett. So very small, very very small group out of Illinois. There you go. Chase Sexton here in the Freak Nation. Is there a better name in racing, Statman, than These Chase? Days, right. No, but right now it's Chase Elliott, Chase Briscoe, Chase Sexton, Chase the Clouds. I mean, there's all sorts of guys <laughs> named Chase. What time Chase is it in track. Columbus right now? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you know, it's the middle of the morning. <laughs> But full disclosure, there is a little bit more to that interview because, of course, it was done on Friday. Right. And it has to do with Kenny almost knocking us off the air. So, yes, head to our YouTube page and be sure to check out the very end of that interview as well. I forgot about that. (laughs) Kenny wants to get fresh with a leg, a Mm -hmm. lady's leg. And he does. But then she, well, she has. She got mad and knocked us off the air. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Richie, you posted that video, right? I did. I did. I did. I mean, I'm like, yes, I did. It's up on uh, it's up on our YouTube page, the entire video. And then just that particular clip is at Speed Freaks on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And you can go check it out. And if you watch closely, you will see that I am dead. I am literally dead, dying laughing. Back to oh. you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See? There you go. <laughs> I am dead. I am literally dead. Literally dead. All right. Freak Nation next hour. Chase Elliott joins us and LMP3 Daytona 24 hour winner Gar Robinson back in the Freak Nation. Be sure you follow us on Twitter, YouTube, a Facebook Live. We're there for you on Twitch. Hell, we're everywhere, freaks. More freaks coming up. Speed Freaks Pits and what do we call these things, Crasher? The Lucas Oil Studios. Next. Network broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, English Motorsports Radio, redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the Bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the freaks. 
Second hour of the Freaks Freak Nation coming up in about 12 minutes. Chase Elliott, we caught up with him, Phoenix Raceway, for the next-gen test. And I told this to Statman late last week. You close your eyes, and you'll have a little reminiscence of the old Trans Am cars uh, going around a circle. Yeah, man. So, yeah, we'll, we'll hear from Chase Elliott. Also, his name is Gar Robinson. Uh, your LMP3 winner will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. LMP3 winner from the Rolex 24 here in the Freak Nation. Statman, you asked this question earlier in our pre-show meeting about um, the Peacock <laughs> Network. And Crash and I both said, uh, we didn't watch it on the Peacock Network. It was either USA Network or NBC. The big Talking the, about the Rolex 24 hours. Did you, uh, did you pay for the Peacock? <laughs> Heavens, no. <laughs> <laughs> Do I look that is there's silly written across my forehead here? No, I didn't pay for it. I I may later on, but I was just miffed last night that because uh, part of what the enjoying the twenty four hours to watch it late at night. You wake up and and cars are still racing and just you know, to follow the follow the race and uh I don't know. To to, to put it behind two paywalls, one for cable TV and one for streaming, I think it's a bit much. Or are we just all old and get off my lawn-ish that yeah, well, it doesn't I'll matter? That's that. just what kids want these days. Yeah, well, then kids, are kids paying for it? Uh, you know, they are. I mean, I... I uh, Richie. Oh, Richie says no. <laughs> yeah, see, I mean, I, I just don't want to... They, they cable has gotten very expensive. I'm paying over three hundred dollars a month for my cable, and uh, you know if I want to throw in five dollars here and ten dollars there and twelve dollars here and five dollars there, I got Netflix and you know just it just it's too much. It's too much. Three hundred. Do you have a month? Yeah. yeah. Do you have unedited video from the Kremlin? <laughs> Three hundred bucks a month. Yeah, that's what. That's a station that uh, they have a little gold key on it. And I can't. Mm-hmm. When I first paid for it, I bought the the gold level, and I got every channel that they had. And then when they took that away, I called and said, "Why don't I get all the channels anymore?" And oh, Mister Wood, we have a Mister yeah. Staten Man, we have a whole new. Uh, <laughs> platinum level now, so you, you got you channels. Pay for platinum. You, you got to play, for, pay for platinum. Yeah, you got Putin's Playboy Club. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> oh, Vladdy. Yeah, that. Well, that one, that one costs twenty five dollars a month by mm. itself. Okay. Yeah. Richie, are the kids paying for that nowadays? Well, speaking for myself and myself alone, I think I have every single paid. Um, Thing you could get, including Peacock, because oh, that's how do. I watch my that's how I watch my Premier League matches. Now, oh, big, right. big big Liverpool fan now, but I think most people don't like they pick and choose which ones. It's like you, you pick you, Netflix for sure, and then if you want to watch Disney Plus, sure. But most of the time, people will do it based on like what shows they want to watch when they come out. That's when they'll like pick it up for a month here and a month there. But I don't know a lot of people my age who are going all out for paying extra for sports packages just so they can watch. Like I know a lot of the, you know, some other of the motorsports out there, like I know Supercross is always live on Peacock, etc. But I don't know anybody like my age that's intentionally doing it for that. Mostly it's just whatever TV show the, the mm-hmm. month they want to watch for the most part. 
I think if you're a, a motorsports fan in general, I think Peacock is worth it because of the amount of motorsports you get. We're talking Supercross. We're talking IndyCar. We're talking NASCAR at the end of the second half of the season. We're talking sports cars. So, yeah, I think it, that if you like all those things, then absolutely four ninety five a month is worth it. Just don't you dare raise it. Don't you dare raise it. And yeah, well, I'm what, saying that as not purchasing it myself yet. Well, that's what they said about Netflix. Netflix started right. off at nine ninety nine, and what is it, seventeen ninety nine or something now? So they'll raise that? it. That's a promise. They're going to raise it. Yeah. Uh, the same thing they did with Disney Plus for ESPN. It started off at four ninety nine, and now it's forty nine ninety nine. They wow, just misplaced the death. The, God, we are the get off my lawn people now. <laughs> First well, world problems, freak nation. It's horrible. But what are you paying for all of it, Mr. First no, World? Hell no. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> I don't need it. I got Disney Plus, Ms. Angels. Okay. All right, Freak Nation, you're going to resume some affiliates and get back with some Crash Gladys Pit news and notes. You don't have to pay for it, though. No, you don't have to pay for this. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates, Freak Nation. Thank you guys for being a part of the Freak Radio Network. And those of you tuning in to YouTube, Twitch, Facebook Live, thank you for being a part of Speed Freaks on a Sunday night from the Lucas Oil Studios. Crash Gladys, Stat Man, Kenny Sargent, Richard C. Suave, we're all here. Coming up, Chase Elliott, NASCAR pilot, most popular driver and champion. NASCAR star Chase Elliott will be in here. And LMP3 champion from your Rolex 24, Gar Robinson, will be here in the Freak Nation. First, Crash Gladys, Bit News and Notes, brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Grab yourself a new set of General Tires. Still got a lot of snow, a lot of ice, a lot of cold weather out there. Go to GeneralTire.com to find the right tire for that righteous ride. Crasher? Yep. Yet again, after 24 hours of racing at the World Center of Racing in Daytona, it came down to the final stint and for some classes, the final lap. Four-time Indy 500 champ Elio Castroneves. He's had quite the 12 months, starting on this very same weekend last year with his first overall win in the Rolex 24 hours. Then he shocked the racing world with his fourth Indy 500 win in the month of May at the ripe age of 45, I believe. And now here he is standing on top of that Daytona podium again as the overall winner, Elio. He's going to be racing full time in IndyCar this season. He's on a quest for his hashtag one for the thumb, meaning another Indy 500 ring for the thumb, a la Tom Brady style. But right now, let's just enjoy him racking up the Rolex watches these days, too. Heck, every win includes a fence climb, and he even got Simon Paginot to climb with him today. Elio could not have driven across that start-finish line, though, without ma- without massive help from his co-drivers. Like I just said, Indy 500 winner Simon Paginot, you heard from him about an hour ago. And also full-time Shank IMSA drivers Tom Blomquist and Oliver Jarvis. It was a very cold and unpredictable 24 hours that was well worth the overnight lack of sleep. IndyCar's Colton Herta drove his LMP2 prototype across the stripe first to take that win with Pato Award, Devlin DeFrancesco, and Eric Lux. LMP3 saw a momentum continuation with a dominant win with drivers Gar Robinson, Felipe Fraga, Kayvon Berlo, and Michael Cooper. GTDP was that amazing final lap pass with Matthew Jaminet ending up first for himself, Matt Campbell, and new Porsche hire, a guy you might have heard of, Felipe Nasser. Ah. GTD winners were Jan Halen, Jack Robeson, and Richard Lates and Ryan Hardwick. All right, Supercross, 
We had Christian, excuse me, Christian Keg was was his third win for races, but he just won yet again. Check it all out. Racer.com. How about this? Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed. So there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. Now you can get generic Viagra shipped to your door for about $2 a pill. Get the same impact for less. Call Steel Man Pills now and get the same blue pill for about $2 a pill. Call now for the 50-pill special and save even more. Plus, get a free bonus. 800-993-1327. 800-993-1327. That's 800-993-1327. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. It's a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring 11 highly competitive racing series. This year's live coverage on MAV-TV features the Arca Menard Series, midget car action provided by the Power Eye National Midget League, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, and the Pro Pulling League. There's even the Moto America Series, Midwest Drag Racing Series, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motor Across, who's your arena cross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl National. It's Mav TV's most robust live coverage schedule in network history. So come join us at Mav TV, the only television network in the U.S. dedicated exclusively to motorsports. For more information on Mav TV and Mav TV Plus, go to MavTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24 7, 365. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. All right, Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios, thank you for making this thing possible. Lucas Oil has been a part of this for 20-plus years, and a friend of the Freak Nation, by the way, Forrest Lucas, the namesake for Lucas Oil, Lucas Oil Stadium, Lucas Oil Speedway, Lucas Oil Everywhere. <laughs> he is going to be inducted into the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame 
next weekend. Congratulations to you, Forrest Lucas. The next-gen car testing was going off in Phoenix for a couple of days last weekend. Coming up in moments, we'll hear from Chase. There's not too many dudes or people, women, men in general, that you'll air portions of a press conference. But, Richie, you can vouch for this. We could put up 30 seconds of Chase Elliott on on, on anything of our social media, and he'll get thousands of hits. Him and Kyle Larson, you just mentioned those dudes. You'll put a shot of a profile and people will comment on it. We had somebody in the comments of the YouTube stream talking about how they were a big Chase Elliott fan. Right. And I hope they're still watching us right now because you're going to hear a bit of this. But yeah, Chase Elliott's the most popular driver in NASCAR for a reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm glad people enjoyed the content this week because uh, there's only a few members of the media there at Phoenix Raceway, including us. So we had it exclusively on our YouTube channel, mm-hmm. Chase Elliott's uh, press conference. Statman, you going to the Clash in Los Angeles next weekend? Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a walk start oh. walking tomorrow morning. Okay. Uh, Crash, you going? No, you just mentioned where we will be next week oh. in Missouri with uh, the I'm not uh, going. Hall of Fame. Uh, Statman's going to start walking. He may get there by <laughs> the USC UCLA game in <laughs> September <laughs> next year. That's true. Um, there is, there make it is the, one member. I might is, make it by the 4th of July. <laughs> okay. There is one person that is going to the Clash. Uh, who might that be? That's me. I get to go. I'm the Speed Freaks Dottom. It's going to be incredible. I can't wait. Um, Last time I went to the Los Angeles Coliseum, it was a crap box during the Rams playoff run a couple years ago. It's since been renovated. It looks really cool. And I can't wait to be there. And I'm excited to see how many fans actually show up. That's uh, the only stadium in the world that's hosted two Olympics, dude. Yep. Olympics. That that was back when it was like state of the art. It's not that way anymore. Hopefully it gets better. Hopefully it's a cool venue. I can't wait. And if the next gen test is any indication mm-hmm. with just three and four cars running around a one mile track at the same time, I can't imagine how loud it's going to be having 20 cars plus at the same time on a what a quarter mile track. Like it's going to be so loud. So when I come back on Monday, um, if you don't hear from me, it's because I, I, I literally can't hear. So we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. This new car, this next gen car is so much louder. There's exhaust coming out of both sides. So imagine that, first of all, and then bouncing off the concrete walls at every track. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It is absolutely insane, but I love it. Can I put this out there? And this was uh, a little NASCAR insight. A little a little NASCAR. Okay, a NASCAR person, person put this bug in my ear. He said, Kenny, you know that torch? It's going to be lit. Right. Here's something for you in the Freak Nation. Who is going to light that torch? And he was definitely insinuating that it will be a big name celebrity. Right? We'll probably make a big deal of it and be like David Spade. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. No, I can imagine. I can imagine it might be. Well, that's the thing. It won't be Ice Cube or Pitbull, right? Because they're both performing. It's not going to be that DJ that they just announced that's going to be playing music throughout the clash. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's got to be somebody else. I mean, is it going to be like Will Ferrell? Will he come do it in like a diaper or something? I don't well, what know. What about magic? Yep. <gasps> Ooh. Yep. Magic would be good. The, and, and Let's put it out there. Richie, put it out on Twitter. Yep. See if people can start guessing. I, man, yeah. I, my, my apologies. But again, I think I was drinking at uh, 9, 10 o'clock that morning when he told me that. But I think he said it's <laughs> someone that has actually... 
performed or has participated in something in that stadium. And I said, Oh, Chase. I, oh, gosh, Dad. Come on. Oh, man. There you go. What? He said OJ Simpson. Oh, <laughs> oh. OJ. Oh, yeah. oh, stat man. There you go. Oh, okay. Well, he has performed in there. Hey. Yeah. Know. He's a celebrity. Well, I, I lots of USC. I mean, Rayford Johnson died. What a couple about a year and a half ago. <gasps> Carl Lewis. Farther back than that, but yeah, he's dead. Yeah. Carl Lewis, maybe. Carl, let's go, Carl Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love Carl Lewis, but would that make enough of a splash? Oh, please. I know. I think he's he's ginormous, but the ben, kids these days. Is Ben Johnson still alive, Statman? <laughs> yeah, Ben Johnson. <laughs> I don't think he is, but Ben Johnson may not be the <laughs> the uh, personality they want. Flojo's gone. Yeah, oh, that's, that's right. right. Oh, my gosh, that's right. Wow. Pastrana. Ben I mean, Johnson. we've got lots of X Games that have gone through there. Olympics. You no, know, Ben Johnson. He turned sixty uh, last year. He's still alive. Remember those eyeballs of Ben Johnson? My God. Ben Johnson still around? Yep. Wow. Rayford Johnson died in twenty twenty. Yep. Yeah. Well, you All can't, right. So you, give more guesses. You can't believe it. That the guy on Fox today said the Rams haven't been to the uh, Super Bowl since they've been back in L.A. <laughs> So you can't believe oh everything God. you hear in the media. What? Yeah. Wasn't it just two years ago? Night let's 2019, let, yeah. Let's, uh, let's just, uh, okay, come on. Statman's, Statman's trying. He's dangling that carrot. Let's go. Let's just leave it like that. Okay. <laughs> Chase Elliott, again, <laughs> you don't care. It's great audio. It's great video. But it, as Chase Elliott was testing the next-gen car at Phoenix Raceway, a number of us media Hacks had a chance to ask him numerous questions. It's about six, seven minutes of Chase Elliott giving some great insight to running the next-gen car for the 2022 season, which makes its debut at the at the Clash. Car felt uh, um, to me. So, yeah, honestly, I, I would tend to agree with him. I feel like my biggest complaints are really driver compartment Um centralized more than more than anything just trying to get the pedals to feel comfortable and the right angles and all those things which are very um very personal to every driver people are going to have different uh <clears throat> you know different tendencies and wants in that uh, in that area with just a week out before the clash just how what are your thoughts on heading to a stadium as iconic as the la coliseum yeah, it's just crazy that we're already through January and, you know, starting February more than anything. I just can't believe that time's flying uh, like it is right now. But just, um, yeah, you know, excited to get the season going. I think it's a great uh, a, a great venue. I think it's going to be a, a fun event, and that's what it was intended to be, is a, is a fun and exciting event to kick off our season. Um, and I think it's going to do exactly that. So, yeah. Um, you know, if you're going to try something, uh, that's a great race to go and try it with because it's, you know, no points. It's not like it really matters uh, at the end of the day. So we'll either hit a home run as a as an industry or or not. Um, hopefully so, and I think it has a lot of potential to do that. So um, hopefully it's entertaining and people have fun watching and uh, you know at home and on TV. Um, and then obviously the folks that are there, hopefully they can get that thing sold out and have a nice looking crowd. 
what's it been like for you being a part of this entire transition period? Like it's a big moment in the sport. Yeah, it's different. I've never, I've never gone through this kind of my first time with a car change, especially one this big. And and I think too, you know, I'm not sure that this industry, uh, or at least the cup series has ever seen a change quite this large. I mean, they've changed bodies and, and things over the years, but a lot of the components were very similar to what they had prior to that. Um, this is not, I mean, this is a, this is a very different approach. Um, a lot of, a lot of new things, new designs and, and things like that. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. I've, I've told a lot of people, I feel like there's going to be a lot change uh, in the first six months of the season. I, I think people are likely going to go to some of these racetracks and probably not know exactly how they want to build their cars and have um, have their cars trimmed out and, and what type of aerodynamic package you want to have. And then you're going to get six months into this deal and everybody's going to kind of have an idea and a direction of where they want to go. And you're probably going to see things close up. I would say in the latter part of the year, but, um, I'm, I'm anxious to go through that learning process and kind of see who guesses right first. And, um, hopefully it's us. And then, uh, you know, whether it is or it, and you definitely want to make sure you're on the upswing at the right time, like always. And, and I think that swing is going to be a pretty big one this year. Other drivers such as Daniel Suarez and Mike McDowell talked about how there could be a, a less of a gap between the top drivers and the other teams. Uh, how do you see that from your perspective with this new car? I think the top drivers are always going to be the top drivers. Um, I think the guys who who are uh, really good are always going to be really good. And I think whether, whether there's um, a really large window of an opportunity or a really small one to differentiate yourself from the next guy. I think your really talented drivers are going to find that and they're going to be able to replicate it more often than not. Uh, and I think that goes, um, in the, in the same tune with the teams. I think the smart people are going to figure things out quicker than the ones who aren't. Um, and the innovators and leaders are going to have more success, uh, with finding those things than the guys who are following. So I don't know that a lot's going to change there. You might be working in a different window, uh, but I think the guys who are really good are still going to be really good. And the teams who are really good are still going to be hard to beat. Um, you know, hopefully it gives opportunity to to folks who might not have as much funding to, to compete uh, on a higher level. But I still think the, you know, we're still racing, you know, we're still motorsports and we all know how that works. It seems like we've been doing a lot of testing in the off season, but I'm not sure how much actual time individual drivers have had in this car but i just wondered as you big start next week with actually doing some racing mm -hmm. uh how do you feel what's your personal comfort level as to do you have a general idea what you, you might expect when you actually get out on the racetrack with other drivers yeah i think so i mean i, I feel like the clash is going to be such a such a departure from the rest of our season. I mean, you know, that, that track and how small it is and, and the things that are going to take place out there, I feel like is just going to be really, really different from, from what we're going to see all year. We're going to be going really slow. Um, the corner is going to be really tight and you know, that that's not the norm, uh, at all. So, um, you know, potentially a good opportunity for us to kind of get our feet wet though. And in, in an environment like that, but, um, I think to compare that to the rest of them are probably going to be, that would probably be a, a mistake, but uh, I feel good about going out there and racing. I think we can go put on a good show and, and um, you know, whether the race is really good or not, I think that, you know, you have an opportunity in an environment like that to make it an exciting event. And 
um, I think we have a have a chance as an industry to do that, and I think we will. So hopefully it's exciting and people enjoy being there and have fun and uh, enjoy that venue because that is might might be the only time we ever do it. So we might we might ought to all enjoy this while it's here and and make the most of it. I mean I think it's going to be a lot of learn as you go. Um, you know I haven't I haven't driven a car on a speedway, so my first opportunity will be you know, Tuesday of the week of the 500. Um, and then as we go out West, you know, we're going to go to California, which I don't know that anybody has been out there. Maybe they have, um, but that's going to be different. You know, we haven't really driven on a track that is that flat and that big. Um, you know, Charlotte, you know, it was a mile and a half. I did do a test there and I did the, the Roval, you know, test too. So it might have an idea of what you're going to see at Vegas. Um, and then obviously we're here. So yeah, we'll, we'll see, but there's definitely a lot, a lot to learn. I think a lot of things that, that we don't really know, uh, the answer to just yet. And, uh, and the other, other thing is, you know, when we start tearing these things up, what's our, what's our time frame look like of getting them back together properly and, and back to the racetrack and how quickly are we going to run through our inventory? Cause I think it's pretty small, uh, right, right now. So, um, all these things are up in the air. Hey, Chase, Kenny Sargent, Speed Freaks, and John Probst was in here earlier talking about the, the build of this car and the camaraderie and the input that they've taken from teams and drivers, per se. From your perspective, do you feel that the, the intake from the drivers and maybe the team owners has been consequential in the development of where we are with this next-gen car? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't sit in on the owner meetings or anything like that i've been in a couple of the driver meetings there after we tested at charlotte and and things of that nature but um i don't know my i probably have a little different uh opinion i i almost don't even want an opinion just because um you know it's not my job right to to design these things and and to sit back and act like i know what's right because i'm i don't think i know every detail of the way it should be and uh, i'll be the first one to tell you that so the way i view it is um you know it's 2022 we, we should never be taking a step backwards um as long as we're we're taking steps forward and and safety and innovation and uh product on the racetrack then i'm good and I, I think that uh, we have an opportunity to do that. And, um, you know, I, it's the same for everybody. It's kind of my, my viewpoint on it. Everybody kind of has this box to start in. And, um, you know, we're, we're very, all very fortunate to do this for, for a living. So I, I don't want to be the, the guy to police it. I just want to go and do my job and try to go faster than the rest of them and, and um, you know, do my part and go on down the road. Statman, have you had a chance to see the layout of this track in the Coliseum? Uh, I've just seen the pictures that they've shown during the football games when they fly a drone mm -hmm. or a helicopter over it. It looks like it's going to be a bit difficult for some <laughs> of the drivers to get around because they're used to, when they say to get their elbows out, if they get their elbows out on this track, they're going to be in the third row. So yeah. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be difficult and it's going to be a, a, a litany uh, chorus of i don't like this drivers don't complain he, he was just complaining in the news conference <laughs> right there uh, i give nascar a whole hell of a lot of credit for just doing something freaking different yes without yeah. question trying no. something different Just try it 
Who knows? Expand the base. Get some more right. people interested. There's more people in Los Angeles County than there is in seven or ten of the states that they race in. Exactly. And some good news on that. Apparently, 70% of the tickets sold for this are first-time NASCAR yes. buyers. Yes, that's the so whole point of this. That's if if that if that is the case, they have been a, they've they will be a rousing success. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. All right, Freak Nation. We'll resume with more Speed Freaks from Lucas Oil Studios, and coming up in about 11, 12 minutes, Gar Robinson, LMP3 Daytona 24-hour winner, coming up. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studio. Oh, no. I've got in the way of the Rolex 24 this weekend, but I was able to focus on things I'll never forget. That GTD Pro flight in the last half hour was something to write home about. Two factory Porsche drivers battling in Porsches for the win with the checkered flag around the corner. You don't get better than that. The fender banging finally took out Lawrence Vantour, giving the win to Matthew Jaminet on the last lap of a 24-hour race. The drama was captivating. The battle for the overall win was nearly as close, but Alio Castro Nevis held off Ricky Taylor in the end. The victory gave Meyer Shank Racing the 60th Rolex 24 win to go along with the 50th win the team earned 10 years ago. Big disappointment though to lose the entire race behind so many paywalls. Had to have cable to see all but the start and finish. Then the overnight was behind another paywall on NBC's Peacock streaming service. What I think about that frankly isn't polite. Peace. Decades. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Now, I knew we were going to get some good responses on Twitter in regards to who should light or who is going to light the torch for the clash coming up next Sunday at uh, the L.A. Coliseum. I was told that, so, I believe I was told it was someone that has performed, played in the Coliseum. Super, Statman, uh, you were just a baby boy for Super Bowl One, but remember Super Bowl One was played there? Uh, the I don't know what Super Bowl it was. It was Washington and Miami. I thought, why not Bob Greasy might show up? <laughs> You know who else? It just dawned on me that yeah. uh, was it Mark Harmon, uh, who played quarterback for UCLA when they yeah. used to play in the Coliseum, and he's a huge star on NCIS. Uh, that would fit all those boxes. Mm -hmm. Crasher, here are some responses you're seeing on Twitter. Well, it's kind of funny. The first one that came into my account was exactly who Statman said. <laughs> hey, how about O.J. Simpson? But I've also seen Marcus Allen, Carl Lewis. We talked about Carl Lewis a little bit earlier. <laughs> this is not true. Realistically, I think it's Lincoln Riley. Nah, no. No, some other people were saying game there. Yeah, yet. no, exactly. Some other people are saying it's got to be motorsports stars from California, Kyle Larson and Jeff Gordon in a wrestling match. No, guys, it's got to be someone with significance <laughs> to that stadium, to the Coliseum. Steve Rice was another name with, brought up. A cage match with Kyle yeah. Larson and uh, Jeff Gordon. There you go. <laughs> yeah. My eyes are so bad, I can't read those responses on Twitter, so I might need you, Richie, on that one. 
It got some Richard Petty's in there, some OJ Simpsons in there. (laughs) Kyle Larson seems to be the overwhelming favorite alongside Richard Petty. Um, However, I don't know if you would do an active driver to do it by any means. My pick, of course, is the NFC champion, Los Angeles Rams, everybody. There you go. Just one week before the Super Bowl, just down the road. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Someone else just chimed in saying, well, if it has to be a consideration of someone with significance, and it might be motorsports, how about Robbie Gordon? Would well, that be an X Games consideration? X Games. Did, did uh, his his trucks ran in there? Yeah. His, um, yeah I mean, he, he, ran, he ran back when the uh, Mickey Thompson stuff was going yeah. on. So, yeah, he's performed in the Coliseum. And- or Rick Johnson, former Supercross motocross star. Travis yeah. Pastrana, he did a double back flip Ooh, in that Coliseum. He's also, got a, he's also got a busted <laughs> pelvis. That, oh, uh, right. a- well, yeah. Well, he can still let a torch. <laughs> if he no, rolled- Travis, he would still do it, Statman. Yeah, he'd, he'd, uh, he'd come in on a, a parachute. Or he'd jump out of an airplane with no parachute and grab the torch as he went by and stick the flame in. <laughs> and he'd have a big lighter. Uh, that was supposed to be a big lighter clicking for you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Freak Nation. You were spot on. Uh, Freak Nation, coming up, his name is Gar Robinson. And we, doggone it, we didn't determine, was it Garfield? Where the hell did he get Gar? Is it Garth? Is it Garfield? Mm. Is it gargantuan? Mm. Yeah, I'm sure that's what it is. And mm-hmm. would you please welcome your new baby boy, gargantuan? <laughs> gargantuan <laughs> Robinson. <laughs> He's going to join us next segment. LMP3, <laughs> winner from the Daytona 24 hour. He'll be here uh, in the Freak Nation. Uh, as we, again, do this thing live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and our Freak Radio Network. Freak Nation. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed. So there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. Now you can get generic Viagra shipped to your door for about $2 a pill. Get the same impact for less. Call Steel Man Pills now and get the same blue pill for about $2 a pill. Call now for the 50-pill special and save even more. Plus, get a free bonus. 800-993-1327. 800-993-1327. That's 800-993-1327. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. It's a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring 11 highly competitive racing series. This year's live coverage on MAV-TV features the Arca Menard Series, midget car action provided by the Power Eye National Midget League, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, and the Pro Pulling League. 
There's even the Moto America Series, Midwest Drag Racing Series, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, Hoosier Arena Cross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl National. It's MAV-TV's most robust live coverage schedule in network history. So come join us at MAV-TV, the only television network in the U.S. dedicated exclusively to motorsports. For more information on MAV-TV and MAV-TV Plus, go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. And Scott, a great point. By the way, you're back with the Freaks, Lucas Oil Studios. Has did Tom Brady ever play there when he did, when when he was with Michigan? He might have played there if they ever came to the Coliseum in those three years that the Rams played there before they went to Inglewood. Or that I don't remember. I don't remember that. Uh, but uh, yeah, he might have played there when Michigan came out from someplace. I like Chris's response on Twitter just now. How about Reggie Bush? But what do you have to give something back? Hey, what Yeah. Yeah, he's going to light the torch with his Heisman trophy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All that cash he has underneath his bed, man. Yeah. How do you think Reg? How do you think guys like Reggie Bush feel? They got Pop oh, got his yeah. Heisman taken away, and now there are dudes coming out of high school signing million dollar yep. contracts with colleges exactly what he was doing maybe not that much but yeah now it's legal well how do you think pot smokers feel the ones that got arrested for it that are in jail ago. right now yeah right right <laughs> now it's legal come on freak nation uh Statman, real quick can you explain to those that aren't familiar what the hell a M- lmp3 is car in uh sports cars we've got gar robinson your winner in the lmp3 class uh, for the daytona 24 hour it's a smaller engine uh car i think it's four cylinders a nice i think it's a nissan engine in his car um but yeah it's it's a prototype two-seater i think the prototypes have are supposed to have a second seat whether or not anybody could fit in it is another issue but uh, yeah, they've got the DPIs and then the LMP2, since for Le Mans prototype two, the class that could race there. 
and the LMP3, uh, which is a classic and race at Le Mans. But I think they're four-cylinder engines. His name is Gar Robinson, your LMP3 winner. We caught up with him earlier after he won the Daytona 24-hour. Man, uh, so you're 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 hoping to run out of fingers with these 24 <laughs> 24-hour wins, huh? I think we're I think we're going on I think we're going for just appendages first, then we'll go to fingers. It's <laughs> 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 oh, greatness. All right, here we go. <laughs> Freak Nation LMP3 winner, again, from your Daytona 24-hour, Gar Robinson, joining us here in the Freak Nation of the Lucas Oil Studios, uh, hanging out in his bus, holding on to his phone, if you're watching this on YouTube and Twitch and Facebook Live. Uh, you look a little gassed, man, like you just ran a 24-minute race. You're a little yeah, tired, huh? Yeah. I guess I look at I look, I get. We don't really go for uh, – the goal never really is post-race aesthetics, but – we are. Uh, I am what I am. I guess. Yeah, that that hair looks a little matted down, like you wore a lid for uh, a few hours, buddy. Yeah. Well, more of a beanie. It was really, really yeah. cold. It was like thirty something degrees all weekend, so or like all night. So it was. Tire temps were not were not easy to get, and uh, yeah, there's it was quite cold for Florida. And I thought I thought people go to Florida to be to escape the cold winter <laughs> from up north, but I guess it found us here. Yeah, and post-race aesthetics are not necessary when you're a winner, for crying out loud. And now it's two years in a row, and you're the champion. You can just tell Kenny to put it where the sun don't shine, you know? Whoa. Yeah. Wow. That's brutal. Yeah, he says, he says yeah, as a matter of fact, yeah, Kenny, you should. Holy smokes. <laughs> uh, fighting words, Gar Robinson. <laughs> Do what? I said, those are fighting words, man. No, we had, a, we had someone trying to get in the motorhome. Got it. I throw pillows at him. Cool. Hey, you you talked about the 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 cold, and I haven't heard too many drivers complain about it. Uh, was it better than running in you know eighty five degree ninety percent humidity when it was thirty degrees? Yes, for me because I'm I, I'm quite the sweater. But uh, <laughs> the only problem the I, I liked the temperature. The temperature was fine until I started losing like feeling in my feet. So we have like a so. Uh, it, but I bet for like for a guy that has like a, a a front engine car. I bet. I bet they were loving it, but uh, it was it was getting a little bit chilly. I uh, this is why I kind of don't go snow skiing anymore. I kind of <laughs> I'm more of a water water sports kind of guy now. But uh, no, it was it was it was pretty chilly. Uh, I think I think when I started, it was maybe low forties, high thirties, and then uh, toward the end of the night, the middle of the night, it got to be like thirty three degrees. I think I saw, but. <laughs> uh, I started out like four hours in the car uh, for the first stint, and uh, uh, my 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 feet were pretty for pretty uh, pretty chilly by the end of it. Oh, so you're you're not talking about your feet being chilly sitting in the pit box or basically waiting out for your next turn to drive. You're talking about as no, a we're, driver. We're talking about we're talking about 180 mile an hour wind oh. chill. Oh, <laughs> oh and, uh, my gosh! Never yeah. even thought of that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's no, not we comfortable. Had, we had most of the uh, most of the um, the front foot box taped up as best we could, and uh, the the all the vents kind of coming in. We got most of them in, most of them taped up. But uh, yeah, it was it was pretty chilly. But I mean, I, as long 
it could be whatever temperature it wanted to be. As long as it wasn't raining, I was just fine. Okay, so even with a lack of tire grip and your feet almost frostbitten, you were a-okay because guess what? You still brought home the win. Yay. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Gar Robinson, you won the first LMP3 race and almost every one since then. You dominate this class. You like staying there or maybe moving up to something faster where you may not be as dominant. I think we might, I think we want to stay here for a little bit. Um, until something, uh, until, uh, until the better opportunity or better class or opportunity, uh, presents itself. I know in the next, uh, the next few years, there's going to be a lot of different changes in the IMSA, uh, the IMSA paddock or the IMSA, uh, class structure and stuff. I think some classes are changing styles of cars and, and stuff like that. Like these cars are so, uh, there's such a large investment initially. Um, so we never really want to, uh, we'd like to kind of get the most out of our investment when we buy a car or buy or start a program with a specific type of car. Cause when you start, you have to, you have to have spares and engines and you do development and all sorts of testing. And the, the team starts to know that specific car. And then when you decide to change cars, you, you have to kind of, restart the whole the whole process again and go do that again so um we like lmp3 a lot right now um but i think in the future uh definitely definitely something uh, a little bit more probably would be was well, probably definitely in our in our uh in our sites but for now i think we're uh we're gonna focus on um 2022 and uh trying to defend our our championship from 2021 as the domination made your phone a lot busier from sponsors (laughs) and how can we get involved in cars that are always at the front Mm -hmm. i mean uh it it gets it gets a little bit busier i've had i've had a couple different uh couple different uh offers and stuff like that but uh cool um but yeah just people being real supportive and uh a lot of followers and stuff like that coming in but uh can you tell them to send me a big box of that when you're talking to them on the phone (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll do I'll do my best. <laughs> but uh Gar, you yeah. had referenced at some point last year, we're talking to Gar Robinson, LMP three winner from Daytona, back to back wins at the Rolex twenty four hours, of course last year's champion in the LMP three class as well. And you had mentioned after your championship, I don't know if this was at the banquet or at an interview sometime after that, that you learn every time you're out on the track you learn almost every lap something different what did you learn in the off season and what did you learn throughout this race to keep this momentum that you guys have going well i mean for for this for well all the momentum all the momentum kind of uh we gained a lot of momentum last year and i learned a lot about these cars and because i came from trans am and gt cars so going from something like that which is a little bit heavier uh not as much downforce less tires uh a little bit more power but still heavier and just all around different driving style cars um having to learn how to deal with a a car that's primarily using downforce and much lighter and and uh just drives a completely different way um was was it had its challenges but um, it's it's really funny. So like, uh, so last year was my first prof- my first full season in a prototype car, and then the year before was my first full season in IMSA. 
So it was fun. It was weird because it was funny because like I was the younger kid or I was the younger guy. Um, I was I was uh, 25, 26 uh, between those two seasons. And uh, I was learning a lot from my co-drivers and uh, uh, some people who coached me. And I I was just learning a lot as uh, an up and coming driver. And it was really funny because so I turned 27 a couple of weeks ago, a week or so or two weeks ago. (laughs) <laughs> and uh so now i'm starting to get onto that late 20s now so it's i'm getting up there now i guess whoa you are not even <laughs> close to old <laughs> but it was, it was weird because so um none of my co-drivers this year were my co-driver or were my co-drivers for the 24 hours last year right. so and i had more rolex 24 hour starts than everyone on the team or all the drivers on the team. So it was, it, it kind of made me step back or change my role from someone who's trying as much, as much as they can to learn. I am still, I still do try and learn as much as I can for myself. Um, but it went from, uh, going and relying on someone else, uh, teaching me what to do to going out and, uh, trying to uh tell how or trying to uh, educate and uh get people familiar with all the experiences and stuff that i've had in these cars and with this race because it's not just i mean this race isn't just about being fast i mean having pace and stuff really helps but you really do need to you really do need to have good race craft and have really good mechanical sympathy to the car and just run a smart race and I just tried to relay as much as information that I know to, to my, my co-drivers who had never run this car in the 24 hours before, just mm. what, what goes on in this race. And that's, that's what we tried. That's what I, it was weird. Trying, it was, it was just a, it was probably the first time it was the first time in my racing career that I've, I've started to do that. So that was, I really did enjoy that. So that, that really did make a, make this, this year, uh, or this 24 hours. And they're uh, probably, they're probably mad at you for not suggesting toe warmers. So now next year, you know, to be equipped with those. Well, I, 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 I was the first one in the car. So I got to tell, I, I, I was the guy that told him uh, to tape the nose up and that, that helped <gasps> a lot, but, but. Uh, oh, so you, your first stint was without the front taped. So that was the coldest that you could possibly be potentially right there. Yes. Yes. Oh, Bam. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Point. And you yeah. What's it like being in an LMP3 car? I thought about this last year, and it just came to mind again when you mentioned challenges. What's it like to be in an LMP3 car and the uh, the DPIs come along and they're, what, 30, 40 miles an hour faster and they're flashing their lights at night? That you, It must be a challenge to get out of their way. Well, I mean, you kind of have to – I mean, there's 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 certain things that you can do to try there's there's only so much that you can kind of do to communicate between drivers out of class and stuff like that and so i mean it's it's but you can also use uh quicker cars and stuff like when you're battling with someone else or something like that you can kind of hold those cars and try and send them uh at a specific time so they catch the car in front of you and slow them down so you can you can benefit from that but i mean when you're out there by yourself or leading or something like that, um, a lot of people, some people, I don't understand why, but they'll try and 
race a car out of class to a corner or whatever, but usually it's, it's a lot more beneficial to, to let them buy as easily as possible and, and, uh, try and get through, try and make, try and, uh, get through corners single file as much as you possibly can. But, uh, <laughs> just, you got to measure out your risks in all, in all different situations and, and stuff. And we rely a lot on our spotters and stuff like that, especially at Daytona. Cause, um, there, it's, uh, daylight and night. So, uh, there's that, but for the most part, I mean, you kind of, kind of just have to be smart with it. You, I mean, it's kind of nice because I was, I, I've, I've been kind of in, not in DPI scenario, but, uh, at least in, in going to prototypes now, I'm, I'm not the, I'm not the, uh, the slowest class anymore. So I, I, <laughs> I kind of understand what it's like to pass and to be passed. So, um, I can, I kind of try and do my best what I would want someone else to move out and how I would want someone else to treat me. I race them that way. Hey, Gar, do you, uh, did you change up your drink of choice after this Daytona 24 hour? I mean, you dr- are you drinking anything high dollar post race or what? Oh, uh, no, 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 no. Oh, post race? Yeah, post yeah, race. Yeah. Uh, Celebratory. I don't, I don't know. Probably, probably getting into some. Some Red Bull stuff or some I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> not, buddy, anything high, not anything high. Do- oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Hey, not, there you go. not anything high dollar. But All right. Just uh, yeah. Just settle down. You'll get We're this man. Cheap in Daytona tonight, I think. Yeah. <laughs> hey Gar, congratulations on this man. It's uh, it's a big win for you, and uh, you're you're. Covering up those wrists with Rolex, buddy. It's badass. Uh-huh. We're gonna try. We're gonna try our best, and uh, we're gonna get. Uh, now we'll take this momentum and there move on to Sebring and try and do, try and get the uh, the thirty six hours of Florida. Bang! Right. Yes. Gar Robinson here in the Freak Nation. Shoot the juice to the moose and uh, stat man. Cut it loose. See ya, Freak Nation. Thanks for being a part of this big old thing. Speed freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined.